Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Fine Cock Podcast. I am Barley and I'm joined by Flav, Alex from Bristol and T. We kick off with an 1882 announcement. Glory at Bramall Lane and the sweet victory at the Hawthorns. Windy kicks the knowledge. We preview the games against the Scum and Liverpool and round up what is the point of Paulinho. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock! 
It's episode 26, season 4 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening, hello. Bienvenue. The fuck's that? It's Bill Common. What? <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first bit? Multi-fucking-lingual, mate. Tell ya. <laughs> what language was that? Dunno, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a life of blades and saddles, and you know, when, anyway. Let's move on. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we've got with us today Alex. Yo, Alex how's it going? Bristol. Alex from Bristol. Bristol. Is that going to happen every time? Yep. Okay, Bristol, yeah. Asl from Bristol. Yeah. How's Bar- it going? Good. Barty. From North London representing. Yeah. Brap. West London, straight up. Yep. Well, North. North, North Weezy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Can't, you've got to say West. It must be Chelsea. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. I'm Flav, and I'm from North London also. Right. Uh, yeah, has everyone had a good week? Enjoy the uh, the football? Mm. Yeah, it's all right. I've had better weeks, you know. Yeah. And only reached a final. That's true. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, final. fuck, it's, it's weird, yeah. isn't it? Because when you do, you record the podcast and two games have happened, yeah. and two huge games, the Sheffield United game was fantastic. Um, and then so was the weekend. I wasn't expecting that result at all, but we're going to come on to that. Um... I'm not going to make an apology because we don't apologise in the Fine Cup podcast as Bardi has <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> has made a, a point of not doing over and over again which is good good for you Bardi stick to our principles exactly completely even if they're completely fucked <laughs> and, uh, but, but last week's podcast um, wasn't to everybody's taste I've never had so much fun recording a podcast apart from the first time that Carl Donnelly was on I thought there was quite a lot about compared to obviously I was with him the first time he came on I thought there was a lot more football I'm assuming that's what mm. what the issue was with people but I thought it was I thought it was quite a lot we're trying to wring the banter out of Carl Donnelly maybe by his fifth appearance it'll be like, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> The but best. what's the point of having? Like I no, said, exactly. Carl's, you know, he's a funny guy. You let him, let him do his thing. He's a very funny man. Oh, man, yeah. it was fantastic. I mean, you, we, we, we don't ever edit the Fighting Cock podcast, ever. It's not something we do. It's not, you know... If you're editing it, if you're editing it, it's trying to make yourself sound better than you are, and all we are is what you hear. Except last week, so much <laughs> stuff was said that we had to edit stuff out because we didn't want to get sued. Nor did I want the just the, the headaches of dealing with the fallout of it such was some of the content as funny as it was as amazing as it was um, yeah it wasn't something we could put out so there might have been some bits where you were confused where we referred to things that we talked about that you hadn't heard um, it was for good reason and that's all we can say I can't, we can't talk about it again but I think that's quite one of the beautiful things about the fighting cock is one week you've got Ian McIntosh on a well respected journalist and you have a big deep discussion about football and then the next week you have a comedian on who brings a whole different angle to supporting Spurs and following football so you know people listen to fighting cock because it's a little bit different and so ne- next week separate. we've got the best battle MC in Britain in Tony D yeah Tony D yeah. poison Tony dangerous yeah, exactly. He's coming down for uh, uh, to talk about Spurs and his hip hop and battling career. He's going to battle Ricky. Who's he going to battle here? Yeah, yeah, yeah battle Ricky. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, mate, mate, don't flop and, then, <laughs> yeah. but, and don't prep Ricky. Just say you've got to do this. Yeah, and then just see him get destroyed. <laughs> that would be amazing. Unless Ricky's some sort of secret battle. I knew he could be. Yeah, he's good have comebacks to be fair. Yeah, I'll yeah. give him that. On the uh, M- <laughs> M- what? Shut up, bruv. That ain't a comeback. <laughs> anyway, we've got 1882 uh, against Man United. The first game, well, the first game we went to, but the fourth round of the FA Youth Cup was against Charlton. It wasn't against Charlton. No, no it was a Wolves. I was about Wolves, yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Um, earlier, and 
Uh, and, and then we're playing Man United in the fifth round. Yeah, at Wild Lane on next Monday, essentially. So it's Monday, uh, 9th of February. We haven't been given a block yet, but the club know we want to go. In fact, they were putting in the work to ensure that we get a block before we even requested it, which was nice. quite good. Yeah, it was nice. Um, 7 pm kickoff. It's going to be, it's like, likely to be block 16. It always has been that block. Um, but they're advising that you buy tickets beforehand. Don't yeah. Just turn up on the night, buy tickets. Can I just say something about 1882? On, before the Leicester game, uh, I went with Wendy and a couple of us to watch the under 18s against Aston Villa at the training ground. Mm. I ended up watching the under 16 for the first 20 minutes in, on a different pitch, didn't realise that it was two games going on. And again, <laughs> fuck Windy. He just like stood me up. I sat here 20 minutes in the cold. And then I thought, and I just saw on the other pitch on the other side that there was another game. But we were both teams were playing Aston Villa, to be fair. Oh. But, um, but after the game, I kind of uh, saddled up to Ledley King just to give him a hug and you know, touch him. And uh, I asked him about Thursday night and said, you know, what did the boys think of. Uh, a Thursday night, you know, something they enjoy. I know he tweeted a, a bit afterwards, but he said that um, that they really enjoyed it, and he thinks it's really good for them. You know, they they always comment on it. You know, I mean, that's the first time I think properly that they would have. But the other young had players, it. yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's something that is 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 pretty well known now within the club within within those circles of a. Of a UK. Didn't he say they used it at half time? Yeah, he said he used it at half time. Said that it's got. You know, you've got people about out here to watch you. You know, singing songs and made the effort to come and to come and do this. Go out and put on a show. Amazing, isn't is it? Yeah. King involved with the under 18s? Yeah, he's coaching. Yeah, so he's, he's usually there with the under 18s. He's John John's, McDermott's the boss. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not particularly vocal or anything like that. But you can tell that you know, there's a lot. You see him with individual players each time, and he was just there with his little lad. And uh, yeah, I, but I thought that was. I thought that was a really. That's a, that's a poignant thing. It's a big achievement, I think. Mm. It'd be quite interesting to see how he develops because he wasn't a really vocal as a as a captain anyway. So we'll see how he does it. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. He obviously knows his football, doesn't he? I mean, he wouldn't become, become a player the way that he was without being able to read the game. I mean, that's always his strongest attribute, really, other than the fact of being a supreme footballer. But he, he, yeah. his ability to read the game and strikers and make efforts to uh, overcome fifteen yard gaps. Yeah. Aaron Rob, uh, uh, Iron Rob, Iron Rob. There was also, Robin. before I forget, there was also, yeah, there was also uh, parents talking about uh, they weren't calling it eighteen eighty two, but they were talking about first Thursday night and what a difference that they had, you know, the kids had said to them. So if you ever go to eighteen eighty two and think it's you know just about singing and enjoying, and it is, but it does it does make a difference to these we're, guys. We've got a centre back, and I'm going to um, butcher his name. In fact, I'm not even going to try it. But he's uh, he was a fifteen year old kid. He, Edwards. No, uh, he's centre back, big geezer, and on walks. No, no, he played next to him, Mandala, Mangala. Okay. Mangala, Mangala. Something like that. That sounds like I'm being a little bit racist. A little bit. uh, (laughs) But his name is a little bit like that. That's all I can say. Anyway, his old man came up to us afterwards and was like shaking our hands and was like. You're right. I didn't like. It was just a, a bloke. He sort of started shaking everyone's hands. I was like, this is nice. It's really cordial. Cordial. And um, yeah, so it it was just nice, and it turned out to be his dad. Talk about shaking hands. Did you um, did you shake hands today with an uh, Arsenal legend? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I did. Yeah. I was. I was out. <laughs> uh, anyway, to come down for the eighteen eighty two tickets are five pound on the door. Bring your lungs. Um, yeah. So today I was at Ball Street, uh, which is like a sports. It's like a fan led sports media TV type thing, and what they wanted to do was set up a alternative to. Sky's transfer deadline day, and instead of getting on all of the stiffs they do at Sky, 
the biggest one being Jim White. <laughs> um, you know, to, to kind of talk about what goes on or what hasn't been going on today, more to the point. Um, it was nice. It was, you know, we went there, invited us down. I'm a big fan of Ball Street. We met them at the FBAs. Um, we did that interview. Do you remember the interview? Uh, yeah, I remember. The, yeah, I remember the interview. Do you remember what we said? Or I, said? <laughs> I remember what you said a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I watched the edited version of that, okay. and the only thing that was left was I am flabbed from the fighting cock. Yeah. Literally, there was nothing else there. So I, <laughs> I, I don't why. blame them. I was actually. I woke up the next day in absolute bits at the thought of what they're going to put out. I'm really scared. But to be fair, the, the main geezer, there's two of them, Stu and Matt. Um, lo- lovely, lovely gentlemen, and they did the right thing by yeah, not. They seem nice. Yeah, really nice, and uh, they want to do stuff with the fighting cock in future. So I thought, it, I thought it was a nice show. I thought it was, you could see it was maybe their first time of doing something that big and that live. But I, I do think they need to fix the camera angles because I don't know if anyone else saw it, but <laughs> it was like for the one hour, Flav was on screen. All I could see was the outline of his nuts and his, <laughs> and, and his schlong. It was like a proper camel type. No, camel type. Exactly. All right, sure. <laughs> In front of me was a quite an attractive uh, camera woman. And I don't know if it was intentional. I didn't realise that my nuts were being concentrated on <laughs> by people on the internet at the time. Um, but actually, did give me the eye, and I think there was some sort of chemistry between us. But I'm not. I might be get, wrong. get a number, send it a um, screen grab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might do that, or I might just not ever say anything ever again about it <laughs> and just move on with my life. So, which was who was the Arsenal? Legend. I thought we'd moved on. We've talked. We've gone past this. No, no. I thought we didn't reveal who it was. Ian Wright was uh, the guy we was in the studio with. And to be fair, he was not. He's quite nice. All right, let's move on. He was actually quite nice. What about um, shake his hand? What about Arsenal fan TV? Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, you know uh, Robbie. What's Robbie? Why Robbie Crucial? Why Crucial Robbie? Crucial Robbie. He was a dancehall artist in the early 90s. He's also the guy who who kind of fronts up Arsenal fan TV. Yeah. And I wanted to dislike him again. I really didn't want to like him. He's actually came across as a nice geezer. I want I wanted him to be a cunt. Yeah. But he just wasn't. He was he was he was alright. Oh, I'll sorry boy up. Yeah. <laughs> as far as Arsenal fans go, he was some of the better people that I've met. Yeah. Um that's all I want to say about that, really. Yeah, I think that's what you need to say. Yeah. So, we had a game last week, Wednesday, eh? Mm. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's do Fucking glorious. Uh, did anyone go? No. No, I was meant to. I've uh, let oh, a few people down. But now did. I can go. Yeah, Rick did. Does Ricky remember anything? <laughs> <laughs> he started drinking about four o'clock, and knowing Ricky as he is, he, he, he shouldn't be... I saw him tweeting offering to sign people's shirt at about half past five. <laughs> 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 he, he, in order to be safe for Ricky, he should, he should start drinking before a game about quarter to eight. <laughs> That's about as close to kickoff as he should get before touching alcohol. It was a mess before he even got in the stadium. I know, mate. I've seen it so many times. But um, yeah, fantastic. It, it, it wasn't vintage. It, we we played fantastically well. I thought we smashed them to bits actually, and they had that spell of ten minutes where they <coughs> scored two goals. And given the fact they were League One. Um, they, they they made a decent account of themselves. They did about as good as you could expect. But we deserved that completely. Certainly in the second half, the second leg, but even in the first, I thought. I was um I was really confused at the final whistle. I didn't know whether to be really happy that we'd got to the final or really angry by the just by the fact that Spurs almost let it slip because there's not there's not really a re- there's not an excuse why we can be one 0 up so in control and then they make two subs, bring on a kid who's never even played and He's never played at any decent level before, and all of a sudden we find ourselves in this shit. Football row, isn't it, buddy? This shit happens. I, I know, but then it came down with everybody saying typical Spurs, it was very Spursy, and I just got a bit pissed off with it, because 
When when are we going to like ditch this whole kind of Spursy thing? That this is the way we are. This is the way it should be. It shouldn't be like that. We need to. But we, need to, off, move, we need to move away from <laughs> this. Did you nonsense. celebrate as hard as you could possibly celebrate? Given uh, uh, when when Ericsson scored or yes. when he scored his second? When he, when scored, he scored his first and second, I celebrated. Of course, I didn't, my balls exploded. Yeah, that's I was, part I of it. Crazy. You know, yeah. I was still angry. I know what you're I was, saying. I was yeah. angry by the fact that we had allowed ourselves to be in a position where we almost let it slip. Goals go in in football. Matches. Yes, I know, but still, come on, man. Throughout the day, I said um, I will not be satisfied unless um, unless we somehow manage to fuck it up and, bro- and pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was tweeting this all day long. I said, you know what? If Spurs like go two three up at half time, I'm like, this is this is what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And then when they pull the goal back, I just there's a all caps lock tweeting. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. Yes. It's happening. <laughs> and when it was like when it was two two one on aggregate, I was like, fucking yes. This is the Spurs I know and love. Yeah. And then when Christian Harrison scored, I just tweeted, suck a dick. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> glasses emoji. That's it. <laughs> that's uh, I, I know what you're saying, buddy. And like I said, it's but I think Flav's right. That's, it's football. That's what happens. I think the, particularly the the first one was it came out of nowhere really because we just looked com- we looked relatively comfortable. Like you said at the beginning, our first thirty forty minutes, I was like, this is a kind of move away from the whole Spursy side of things because we were quite comfortable. There was nothing, you know. Vorm had that one drop, but it was nothing particularly un- unnerving of it. But yeah, it was when, a one um, off the line, weren't it? Yeah, but. Other than that, really, it was quite. I think the changes happened when the subs were made. We lost a bit of we lost a bit of rhythm, lost a bit of momentum. You made the and, uh, what do you mean, dominated Dembele, my new hero? He was excellent. He was excellent. I'll but, talk about that in a bit. Yeah, right. but it was. Um, but yeah, we we lost a little bit of momentum. You know, the second goal. Yeah, that's a huge deflection and, and really puts us against it. But we showed a huge amount of character. Maybe we are turning that corner away from the Spursy side of things. But that's what happened against Sheffield United was exactly the same thing that happened against Leicester. And you could just see it almost repeating. And it's just like, when... <coughs> When are we ever gonna? When are we gonna stop doing that? Never. And we're what, Tottenham Hotspur. This is what we do. Support Chelsea. You yeah, yeah. If you want, <laughs> go and fucking follow Chelsea, buddy. I don't want to follow Chelsea, but I would just like for once, semi-final, one nil up. Just see the, see the game out, like we did. That we'll probably get onto against West Brom, like we did again. That, that's what I want. Bang, bang, bang. Not always. That's not as fun. Not That's always. Not as fun. A little bit of that, yeah. but mainly heartache, misery, and absolute unbridled glory. Yeah. I, I know we've mentioned before it's the it's the it's the sour that makes the sweet sweeter, you know. Yeah. But come on, some just so you just want <laughs> fucking cake. Don't <laughs> <laughs> cake and chocolate smashing it all down your mouth. And no, I just wanted it up. I just wanted us just to see the game out. I won't. I was going. Come on, come on, <laughs> yeah. Come on, get grab a couple. Let's put, put some. <laughs> You know, as Bob Dylan once sang, they said the darkest hours are right before the dawn. Mm. You know, when it's birds or something bad happens, something good's around the corner. And that Florence and, machine. Well, he sang it, Blood in the Traps. <laughs> yeah, Meet me in the morning, 1974. Fuck those cunts. They did a better version. They're rubbish. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are rubbish, you're right. But um, anyway, what was I to say? Yeah, so um, we were at a point of ecstasy because we go a goal up and we were in control. And then, you know, they pull a goal back. And then. And I, I, just, I, I like the fact that their fans. Had had a foot in Wembley, <laughs> yeah. and the fans are like, "Yes!" And then you know, as as, as I said so eloquently, the crying the, the crying kids, yeah, that's what they wanted. Yeah. That's what we got. They were they crying were. children throughout Yorkshire. Children crying. <laughs> I, I like what makes it even better. For, I mean, I nearly had a huge family row. I mean, I spoke to you on the phone after, didn't I? And yeah. I had, normally had a huge family row. I had to watch <laughs> it. I had to watch it round uh, my uncle's, who's just asked me be best man at his wedding, and. Uh, 
His girlfriend's not really into football particularly, but knows that if she presses the right buttons when Tottenham aren't winning, or I'm getting a bit too wound up, then I'll just explode, and I exploded. <laughs> really bad. I actually turned around and said, you know what, unless you shut up, you can shove this wedding up your fucking ass." <laughs> and, uh, and she kind of stormed out, and my uncle was like, you're going to have to go after her. And I was like, I'm not going yet. It was, we need to go in. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and we got it. Yeah, but I think, as he said, with watching how many of their fans were just absolutely devastated, and the commentators... They were absolutely devastated. It's like all over again, isn't it? Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. All of them were just choking on Tottenham cock. A lot of them. Just take it, take it, <laughs> swallow it, and <laughs> shut the fuck up. My fast forward pages. Literally, I'm grabbing them by the air and skull fucking. That's what it was. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Why the fuck do I follow that? <laughs> but I do end a point earlier on that when Spurs are on top in games, they don't tend to kill the game off. Against Leicester, I thought the same thing happened. We were on top, we didn't get that second goal. Mm. And against Sheffield United, we didn't do that. But, but you know, that's, that, that's, that's, just, that's just how things are. But then Dembele played played really well. I mean, I'll probably talk about him, probably talk about him throughout the podcast, but I think of... Um, I think he's getting a wee, a wee bit more confidence in his new role because oh. on Saturday against West Brom, he got two assists. Well, he, he got five for the free kick and he gave the assist for, for Harry Kane. And maybe, you know, as I said, I don't, I don't think he'll be here beyond summer, but at least while he's here, he'll probably could make an impact in that role. I've been quite critical of Dembele. But I have I, too. I, I really, yeah, I, I really like how he's, how he's playing now. He's not, he's not one of the two. He's a little bit further forward. It's almost as when he, he's no longer picking the ball up off um, Dawson. Oh, Dawson, fucking hell. Jesus. <laughs> off Tongan and Fazio and um, not doing anything with it. He's now getting the ball closer to their goal, which is, we've always said, he needs to do that further up the pitch. But there was a point in the Sheffield United game when he was bursting forward, gets to the 18-yard box and just fucking stops. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Go to the byline. <laughs> and I think five minutes after, he actually goes to the byline and pulls it back. And I think Kane, I think the keeper does a good save from Kane. Yeah, but he needs to get to the byline more. I mean, obviously he's, he's not a chalk on the boots winger, but he does. He can beat a man, yeah. get to the byline, and pull the ball back very well. I was a little bit worried that uh, Kane's form had, had dropped out, and that maybe he. I didn't. I didn't think that he that he isn't the player we thought he he is. But I just thought you know his form's dropped a little bit since Chelsea. Maybe a little bit. He was fucking phenomenal against United, but absolutely unplayable at times. Against West Brom, and he's, the penalty aside was which went in the, the side netting, but that goal, and he kind of miscontrolled it. He did well to kind of get the defender off, off, um, off balance. Yeah. But then to, the technique to bring it down with one little tiny touch and then to smash it past. Is it Carson? It's Foster. 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 I always got it mixed up. But I think part of the problem with Kane is that he, since the Chelsea game, he's almost been playing behind the striker. Whereas for the last two games, he's been back. I've said a That's couple his... of times, I don't think he's number 10. No. I don't think he's got what it takes to be there. But he can be like a 9, a 9.5, 9.5, and he can be our focal striker. What's That's a 9.5? What... <laughs> <laughs> what is that? So kind of a mixture, like exactly Kane is that. He's a mix between the two. He's not a false he, line. Can a, not... Player, can a player not move five inches? Without being put into a new, a new position, a 9.5. There has never been a 9.5 on a football shirt ever. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. You watch too much Italian football, it's way too technical. Just get the fucking ball and run around. <laughs> but I mean, I was, I always liked Kane just behind the front man, but I think because of his work ethic, he can make any, he can make either position work. Mm-hmm. I feel. I think, uh, 
Because uh, I was not confused, but like I said, when it's always been seen as he was a number ten, you know, and that was that was always his best position. And you know, when he did come into those sporadical Europa League games and was just stuck up top mm. for being stuck up top sake, and then didn't perform, people saying, "Well, that's not because he's not playing his proper position." But I think it's a huge testament to him as to what he's done. The amount of I can't think of another academy graduate in general in, in a Premier League that has come and led a line at a, at a top five, six club. I can't, I can't think of one. So I was at this, this Bull, Bull Street thing today and talking to Robbie from hmm. um, Arsenal Fan TV and it's, it was funny when he was, sort of, he was trying to dig me out by saying that Alexis Sanchez is better than Kane. And the fact that we're even having yeah, this exactly, discussion exactly. Yeah. that Harry Kane he loses, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, I mean, we—he came through our youth academy, and you bought him off Barcelona, and Barcelona paid forty-four million pounds for him or euros, whatever. Um, it's just a fucking incredible how this has happened, and for, I'm just so happy for him, and I'm happy for us to experience this but together. Mate, if, he, if he scores on Saturday, I might, oh, oh, God. I might die. <laughs> he might I'm about four, four of the balcony. There would be at least eight deaths in, in, in YR Lane. Like, at least a couple of heart attacks up there somewhere. <laughs> you, what would you go of? Well, I'll be in, I'm in the Paxton end. The first pancreas. Oh, yeah. Funny that all. So I'm ruptured. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a ruptured, ruptured anus, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's just everything coming out, you know. I'll have a ring piece like a butcher's dustbin. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. what, I, what I quite like about Kane as well is that both in the Sheffield United game and, and against West Brom, in the first few minutes, he had a couple of missed, of, of just a couple of his first touch wasn't the best, you know, just didn't, didn't come into his feet or it's bounced off his feet and gone out. Once or twice, but no head down, no shrug of the shoulders. It literally just got on with it and, and produced displays like he did, and it, that's a huge testament to he him. Knows well. it is, he knows that his place is guaranteed as well, so he doesn't have to worry about, about being dropped. It's amazing what confidence can do. About that, being yeah. dropped. But um, it, as I said with the West Brom game, I was worried it's going to be one of those games where we get an early goal. Ericsson and I, we haven't talked about Ericsson's free kick against yeah, Sheffield United, which is just fucking amazing. Ooh, football porn. And then he, does it, then he does it again against, against West Brom. I think Foster could have done better for, for the free kick if I'm being honest. He could have got a stronger hand to it. But anyway. I just thought that goal was just going to be going to be baskets of war for 70, 80 minutes, but mm. then next attack, bang, another goal. And that's what we need to do. We need to be putting these games to bed mm. early doors. And that two-goal cushion just gave us the ability to play with more expression, more freedom. And I don't think... I mean, Walker aside, I don't know if we're talking about Walker, but I think apart from him and maybe one or two others, I think everyone had a decent game. I think um, the confidence that's going through Kane and Eriksen at the moment is, is is quite incredible. Eriksen just believes that he'll he, he'll score at any any chance. The one against Sheffield United, the, the winner, or the, the, the winner, the winner against Arthur. Sheffield United. I mm. personally, I prefer that because the ball it was running across him, and first touch. Just you see them on Spurs TV doing stuff like that in yeah, training, yeah. but just to have the confidence, bang! Just that's how I'm going to score. But he kind of rolled it. Exactly, it was, it was beautiful, <laughs> it, and that's what yeah. confidence does. It. You're absolutely right. That's that's someone who is at. Uh, uh, top of his, his game in terms of confidence he knows exactly what he wants to do we talked about Ericsson not being uh, utilised correctly that him being unsure about his position under Pochettino but since that's happened I mean well Pochettino deserves a huge amount of credit for it I think so and I think Ericsson does as well and, working I mean, at, and sticking at it yeah. I mean we'll get on to Poch later on but it's it's uh, he does he's he just a huge amount of credit fuck train at the moment <laughs> everyone's fucking loving it Regan- 
come everywhere. We are galloping to fuck town. <laughs> <laughs> Full steam ahead. Fuck Avenue. Because I, I, I look at Ericsson playing now, and I, I can't really pick where... I can't figure out what he's doing, where he's meant to be playing. He's just got the confidence, and he's got the freedom to go anywhere. He doesn't seem... He's he, he got the confidence to do it, but he's also been given the freedom by Pochettino, who's, who, who trusts in him. He trusts in him, he trusts now in Dembele a little bit more, and Anil Lamella, just to go and play their game. And it, it seems to be a part of a system. So though we don't know where he's playing, it yeah. seems that they understand their movement and when to switch and when yeah. they can uh, move into space and, <clears throat> and take advantage of opportunities. And that's what's special. I think that there is something going on at Spurs that's beyond mere mortals like us. <laughs> that we can't really understand it. And you know, you can, <laughs> it's kind of a level of football tactician, Nuri. That most of us should and we shouldn't be able to understand it. We're not being paid 40 grand a week like Pochettino is. He needs to come up with his fucking master plan, put exactly. that shit. Because if we could do it, then fucking anyone could. Yeah. It's just I like that. I think Morton Olsen had a go at him, his national team manager had a go yeah. at him. And you know, he's looked, he's looked upon as being lazy. And even early on in the season, we were like, maybe it doesn't work that hard. The um I think he won the ball back against Arsenal, who we'll obviously talk about in a fair bit, to win the ball for Chadley to score the score, score the opening goal. Mm. And since then, Flav's often said, you know, Ericsson has covered this many kilometres, he's just completely changed him as a player, and and it's just great to see. I like that analogy of what Flav says. It's like, we're seeing it, but we don't know what it is. It's like, yeah. it's, I don't know if you've seen the Stephen Hawking movie where he writes all these big equations. They look beautiful, but you don't actually know what what, is, what, yeah. what each individual component is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, does anyone want to say anything? I, do you know what we should talk about? Because obviously there's this chant we nicked off uh, Sheffield United mm. uh, everywhere we go. And it appears that every football <coughs> fucking group fan base in the world is now singing this song. What, what do you think of it? Because some people hate it. Some people... I, 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 I don't have any issue with any kind of noise. Uh, no, exactly, I'm exactly the same. If, if, if pe- and people are clearly enjoying themselves. They've yeah. travelled... And you was there at West Brom. <laughs> yeah, I was there. You was there, you've travelled all the way up to West Brom to have a fucking great time to watch Spurs win, and you would, um, I'd imagine you were a part of the chanting. Well, yeah. I've, Everyone seemed to be. I think... We didn't um, shut up for 90 minutes. No, we didn't. I mean, you know, we, we even um, flipped the words around and said, you're a fucking shit. That's yeah. quite funny. You're a fucking shit. I don't know if I can repeat the Harry Kane song on, on, the, on the podcast, but it's got a bit of a drugs reference in it. That, was quite, that made me laugh. <laughs> um... But um, but no, I mean, people say songs are championship and songs are non-league, but... Who gives a fuck? I don't understand that. I don't that, elitism, that elitism is ridiculous. I don't, I don't get on gives rants you? about stuff very often, but that is uh, the whole championship old sing as if there's like a league table of songs. Exactly. It's utter bullshit. And like, you're better, you're a better fan because you belong to the Premier League. Yeah, but there's some fucking great fans in the league leagues. So great fans in the in the people complain about the amount that they're spending on tickets, the amount it costs to go out with a you know or say a family for the day, but you know to to go out and you know and have the day of drinking and having something to eat and going to football. Enjoy yourself. If that, if it enjoys yourself and it's not offensive or you know it's not going to go in over any certain lines, yeah. then just enjoy yourself, relax. The thing, the thing of the song is, 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 is quite simple. It's easy to remember. It's not the greatest <coughs> song of all time because of the melody, and you can kind of jump to the song yeah. and bounce. And that's why I love the Holby that's, one. That's the same. Yeah, you don't like, talk about him, but, just, yeah. but you know what I mean. You just, just ruined my point. But it was one of those. <laughs> it was one of the shit on this point. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those songs that everyone got. Everyone sang though. You know, yeah. There was people saying, like, I think I saw some one tweet saying that if 
and uh, these, this guy's not going to go to Tottenham again since uh, unless we stop. That song, yeah. If I hear that song, Joe, you know what? Fine, fucking, fucking, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> fact, let, let's sing it forever so that you don't go. That's because, because it's like. What, on, on, on the telly, all you could hear for the, the 90 minutes against West Brom was Spurs the whole time. And I don't remember... Uh, we've got great away support, but yeah. I don't remember that ever happening. Ever. Not once. I mean, I've been to a few away games this season, but this is probably the most comfortable one I've been to. I went to Hull, late winner. Chelsea, I mean, Palace obviously lost Chelsea. We got pasted. But this is, this is probably our first comfortable away win in a while. That probably reflected in... In the fans of fans, so we actually just enjoyed the game for what it was. Did you enjoy this game more than yeah. the most, or how did you feel it? Went? Um, it's hard to say because I can't say I don't enjoy a late winner. Look at the West Ham game. I, of course, yeah. You know, I mean, just for that one moment, the ball goes in. But this was nice in that I wasn't at. I don't think we were under that much of a threat. I mean, they hit the bar and keeper made saves. But as Bardi said off the pod, um, keepers are there to make saves. Um, I, but I, I really enjoyed. It. I think coming after coming after the semi final as well. Mm. And there was a feeling of optimism anyway, and I feel that we had a, we had a moment of dominance, and and we made it count. It was a nice professional performance. It's something you need after a midweek game in mm. tricky conditions up north. You go in and you kill the game, which is we 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 haven't killed at many games. I can only think of maybe the the QPR game and this game are the only ones in the league that yeah. we, well, we've had buried early on. So you know, and you get to sa- you save your legs, you save the stress and the tension of having to keep chasing it as well. We touched upon Pochettino briefly before but he's reached the cup final in his first season as did Ramos I think and Redknapp and Redknapp also. did he? no second uh, season Redknapp did in his second first season. season first season second, first, first, first full season. season oh his, oh, his first full season yeah, yeah. no because no, it's 08 09 we played man his first season that he got the cup final season. when we were like avoiding relic yeah it was that yeah. first season we got to and then the second cup. season we got Champions League yeah, do you know so. what I remember that is because that European game when he put out a team of, of kids David Bentley and Gareth Bale played in that game I think Pat played didn't he? Uh, yeah, and uh, I remember writing on Facebook at that point saying it was just an awful performance. I remember saying, Gareth Bale and David Bentley, get out of my club. <laughs> <laughs> You're half right. Yeah, exactly. so, yeah. I'm glad that wasn't on Twitter because you get your Harry Kane one retweeted. <laughs> yeah, that. Every time Harry Kane has a decent game, this happens. Just, just yeah. do a time hop. <laughs> That's what I saw it on. I, was, I saw it on my just face was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you don't even remember saying it. But anyway, Pochettino's got his you know, first... Uh, his first season in the cup final how do you feel about him now compared to where you were at the beginning of the season my, my opinions of him haven't changed I still think he's a, he's a decent manager who's got a good plan and it was always about getting the right players to execute the plan I think the fact that we've got a final is a bonus if um, we did say at the start of the season if we can win an item of silverware it would be incredible but to get to the final it, it was show we're progressing and that's the best thing you can say about it I think he's still I mean, he's still, you know, he's still getting there. Um, we didn't talk about it last week much, but the Leicester, Leicester beating us in the cup was frustrating. Um, the Paulinho Dembele sub in the semi was again frustrating. But the way he's turned things around at the club, I mean, we had the Stoke game that I'll keep going on about when we lost and we really thought it was end of days. And the fact he's turned it around, you've got people like Mason who's standing up and being counted. Stan Bouley, who um, I didn't have, I didn't have much faith in him early on. He's actually become coming to his own. I think he's done pretty well. The difference, right, this is the way I'm kind of gauging Pochettino at the moment, is that Redknapp, under that Redknapp season, that special season, we had a brilliant team with an average manager. Now we've got a pretty average team in comparison to that one, but a brilliant manager, I think. And I think that that's what's going to, you know, he's making 
average players, Mason, come on. I mean, like if if we yeah, sell if him, bang average. if we sell him to Liverpool, as they'll probably want to buy him for 26, <laughs> 27 million, or, you know, even Harry Kane to a certain extent, uh, and uh, Bentaleb and, uh, and Rose, Fazio, uh, you know, these, there's very few really world-class players in our team. I would say probably... Hugo. Hugo yeah. is definitely, I mean, that goes without saying. And it's hard for, for Pochettino. Ericsson, Hugo, and I'd say Vertonghen border, borderline on, on um, world class. But all of it seems to be a part of Pochettino's plan as opposed to us having individually great players. If we can pick up some of these brilliant players and they want to adapt to what Pochettino's yeah. trying to do, I, f- I genuinely feel something... I was saying to my brother after West Brom, I feel like something's happening at Tottenham. And not only that, I'm, I'm invested yeah, yeah, completely. I, I love being I love being the Spurs fan at the moment. I feel I feel like we've got maybe a happy meet a happy medium. Harry Redknapp was all about it was man management. It was enjoying your football. It was expressing yourself. Avb, who I adored, but you know, towards the end, it became almost a victim of his own of his own stubbornness in a way that he wanted to play it. It became it became dull and almost too. Tactical, mm. and I think we might have a happy meeting. You know, Pochettino is quite well known for the relationships he has with his players. We can see in the diff- in the turnaround in Ericsson and in the um, the blossoming of Harry Kane and, and with Mason and Bentaleb to an extent. I know Sherwood did, you know, she deserves a lot of credit for, for Bentaleb, but there's almost a happy medium between you know tactics. Like you said, there's something going on that we perhaps don't understand, but there's a really good team spirit because of it. not just come through. We might just have that happy medium. Uh, it's very difficult to form an opinion when you're not actually inside the club but you can see that um, Pochettino he's actually given the players a chance to prove themselves and the ones that have failed are the ones that didn't live up to the didn't live up to the standards didn't didn't adhere to the rules either by your um, even possibly even Kapoor to a little bit in Kabul they were unable to play the system they were unable to adapt and you'll see they they slowly as they're happening now they're getting phased out well, I was just about to um, make a similar point in that um, <clears throat> the players been into moves away the ones who didn't buy into what Pochettino wants to do. And I don't think any of the players have been linked to the move away. I don't think anyone's too upset about it. I mean, the Aaron Lennon conundrum, or the argument will rage on and on and on. But I don't think it's been at its peak since the Champions League season, to yeah. be honest. Um, the, I think the Wigan 5 1 was, was the zenith of his time at Spurs. Got five assists, didn't he? Um, the 9 1. Yeah, the 9 1, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's just. Um, he scored 30 goals in 10 years. I mean, we'll probably, I mean, should he go tonight? We'll talk about him more next week. But I think it's telling that Pochettino did give everyone a chance. I think for, every, for the Even first few... Got a chance, didn't yeah, yeah, he gave everyone a game. Everyone yeah. a game. And now the team is a lot more solid. You can almost pick the starting eleven every game now. And yeah. that's, that's encouraging. And I like what he's done with Kabul. You know, since... I mean, we know we heard the rumours of, of possible, you know, behind-the-scenes bust-ups and changes and the rest of it. But something is obviously occurred how dramatic that that occurrence might be we don't know but Kabul is out and been shifted aside and and he's done it and he's done it decisively which is uh, again takes huge credit all right that's it from the first half of the fighting cop podcast now got wind here yeah windy back to draw the fucking knowledge blood i see you i got your back Hi, Wendy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Tom Carroll played the whole match as Swansea won 1-0 against Southampton. 
Ryan Fredericks played 90 minutes on his return from a two-month injury layoff as Middlesbrough won one nil at Brentford. Alex Pritchard played the whole game for Brentford, making seven key passes. Shaq Hawthurst was a 75th minute sub and scored an 88th minute penalty for Southend as they beat York City 1-0. Tomislav Gemelt wasn't involved for Bari. Grant Hall missed out again for Blackpool through injury. Milos Velkovic played 80 minutes as Charlton drew 1-0 with Rotherham. Dominic Ball was substituted at half-time as Cambridge United lost 3-2 at Luton. They were 3-0 down at the halfway point. Finally, Kenny McAvoy wasn't involved with Colchester in League One, having officially signed just 24 hours before their match, but he did score twice for the development squad in midweek. Our under-18s won 3-0 at Brighton on Saturday, with goals from three under-16 players, penalties from Marcus Edwards and Kaziah Sterling, and a late header from Keenan Bennett's. Bennett's was making his under-18 debut off the bench, and Jaden Brown also made his debut at left-back. Goalkeeper Alfie Whiteman came off the bench too, as we finished the match with six under-16 players on the pitch. Our under-21s drew 0-0 with Leicester last week. Yugo Achiog said after the match, we played in difficult conditions and in the first half we created four or five really good opportunities where we were let down with the final pass or the execution, but the attempt was there to play the right way. He praised Kyle Walker-Peters, Josh Anamar and Connor Ogilvy for their performances. Ruben Ramirez, normally an attacking midfielder, played as a false number nine as we struggled again to find a striker suitable for that level. Some questions this week from at Video Editor on Twitter. He says, do you think it's better to develop team players or individual talent through the youth setup? It's an excellent question and the answer probably lies somewhere in between. It's always important to have individual uh, technical ability, but you'll never get the best out of yourself without at least having the awareness of your teammates. And I felt this always held back John Bostock, for example. I'd like to see Ishmael Azawi learn to use his teammates more as he develops over the coming year. And speaking of Azawi, Ryan Chaloner, 89 on Twitter, says, any chance you could give an update on Azawi, I'm keen to know more. He's a 17-year-old attacking midfielder, Belgian, who we signed from Anderlecht. He generally plays on the left and tends to cut in and get shots away. His main attributes are his quick feet and his excellent finishing. We should start to see him get a few more games with under-21s over the next year. Unfortunately, he did pick up an injury in the FA Youth Cup match against Wolves, and the following Saturday I saw him on crutches. Hopefully he'll recover from that soon. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more of the young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fine Cup podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Nostril Windy. Cheers, Windy. Nostra, he, he does have a knack of predicting things right. But so he did. So, so do yeah. I, so do I, though. I mean, he said, uh, <laughs> he, actually said, he actually said Villa would win yesterday. He was so confident. And yeah. He got that so right, didn't he? So right. Yeah. It's almost tantamount to me predicting that Harry Kane would never play for Tottenham. Yeah, it's just similar levels. Similar we're, levels. We're on, the, we're on a par, I reckon. Yeah. I, think that, I think that probably evens you out. Yeah, yeah. evens out, definitely. <laughs> OK, uh, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by and partnered with Calm, 12 Men A Day Commit Suicide. It's thought that it's because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm have an outline open from 5pm until midnight. The number is 0808 802 5858. There's also a web chat open from 5pm till midnight. Uh, you can visit their website, calmzone.net. The Twitter handle is at the calm zone. Give them a follow. We've got the fucking bastards. The yes. scum <laughs> the scum of football. The bastards of of of, um, of the British game. They're the only ones, bar my, uh, MK Dons, to spit in the face of everything that's right about football. Exactly. And to have them even inside White Hart Lane is a sacrilege. 
It's the worst thing I could ever expect. It's the worst thing I ever thought would happen to football, to have Arsenal <laughs> Football Club inside White Hart Lane. It should never happen. It we should play them at our training ground, exactly. in fact. Or Haringey Borough on White Hart Lane. They should, but, have, they should we, get a fire hose, shouldn't they? Play in the streets, yeah. playing down the high road, they on should, the streets. They should, they, they should Surrounded sh- by us. They should strip the, the uh, away uh, cha- uh, changing room down, so all there is is just benches and tiles. They should take, get them all stripped naked, get a fire rose in there and wash them down before they contaminate... Wash the scum off them. ...the glorious pitch that is White Hart Lane's turf. Exactly, <laughs> scum yeah. of the earth, <laughs> pricks to a man, fuck off. Kinds to a man, woman and child. Well said. That's almost a 50s round of applause for that. I hope we smash them so badly, so badly, that you can hear the tears of the children in Woolwich. This will be exactly. my first one at Wyatt Lane that I'll actually be there for. What? Well, I only moved from... Uh, when you say Alex from Bristol, I don't drive from Bristol like every week <laughs> to come here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I've only been in London for, for a few years uh, and I didn't have a season ticket for it and just could never get a ticket. So this is my first one and I am buzzing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because they're, they're in form, we're in form. So I literally don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there's, there's a bloke in my office whinging about how bad Arsenal are. And I said to him, um, in your last 11 games in all comps, how do you think you've done? He's like, I don't know, probably one half. I said, Rick, he goes to every game. I said, how do you think you've done? I said to him, you've won nine, drawn one, lost one. What the fuck are you moaning about? You're trying to do some psychology shit. We're trying to say, oh, you know, <laughs> we're, yeah, not, we're not playing well. You've just psychologically damaged me. No, I yeah. haven't. No, I <laughs> fucking haven't. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Do you know why? Why? There's no more eating for them now. <laughs> <laughs> no more eating for you now, blood! There's no more eating for them now. This is Tottenham. Eating off man's out as a plate. Exactly. <laughs> People's Republic of Tottenham Hotspur, man. We're going to come together. Mate. Comradeship. And fuck them up the fucking arse. The communist <laughs> dictatorship is coming for you. Exactly, man. <laughs> coming for you. Scum comes to a man. Um... Ian Wright, hello, earlier was all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've, uh, we've got them bitches. Um, Ozil's back, Sanchez is back. Yeah, he was in, he, he didn't play yesterday, but I think they put him in cotton wool for, for, for Saturday. It's good, it's good. good. They've got no yeah. excuses then when we beat them. And the more, of them, the more of their attacking players that come back, the more likely they are to get That's rid true. of the only player that in their midfield that is actually doing a decent job. So yeah. good, um, Cochrane. Cockerland, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you are right. Because he's not... Obviously, the, the Arsenal game against Man City where everyone was wanking over them, the fact that they'd gone and approached a big game in a, in a different way, terrible. exactly, and no Torre and, yeah, you know, and all the rest yeah. of it. But he, they're never going to do that against Tottenham because it, it, fans wouldn't allow it. You know, yeah. they're, they're never going to allow Arsenal to sit, sit back against us. And that's, and that's good because, like you say, we need, we need to be able to come onto them. Um, in that way, so I'm, I'm I'm pretty confident. Destroy them in midfield. I hope we come. Is on Bentaleb? Is Bentaleb? Is Bentaleb going to be back? Yeah, yeah, he's back. Okay. Bentaleb, Mason, or Stamboli, Dembele, the three of them just fucking do it. Fucking love Bentaleb. <laughs> it's like the triangle of fucking terror. It would destroy their midfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually his first game. Bentaleb's going to be back since what before Palace, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so he went out. They went out last night. Yeah, to so the they'll be back. Coast, yeah. yeah. So he'll be back. What today? 
Yeah, maybe you'd maybe. imagine even if he had even if he's only back on Thursday or something. No, he's got plenty of time. Yeah. 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 I would imagine he's either serious. start or, or be on the bench. He's not going to miss his flight or anything. He seems like a serious chap. Yeah. We're not talking about Adi Bayo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to turn up in April. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saying no, oh, shit went down in my family. <laughs> 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 there was loads. I had to sort it. There's loads of juju flying around, <laughs> and uh, basically I, I don't know where I've been for the last two months, but. Now I'm back. Yeah. No, no Benson will be back, and if not, he's if not, he's already here. It feels like we've got an entirely new team this year. It feels like um, it's almost the first derby for half the team. I mean, probably isn't, but it feels like a lot of players are kind of reborn. And you know, as it says here, I mean, a new nigger make their mark in Spurs folklore. I mean, as I said, if Harry Kane gets a goal, which is which is highly likely. I mean, the roof the, the roof oh, will God, come off. Yeah. Um, you, I reckon Andros Townsend might be might be a good one to get to get a goal as well. So this is an it's an interesting game. I saw something on Twitter. Was is this true? Danny Rose is our longest serving first team player, ignoring the fact that Kane's been there, Townsend been there, but well, Rose if played Danny, Lennon, before. If Lennon, if Lennon, is if Lennon, if Lennon leaves tonight, yeah. he, Danny Rose is our longest serving player. Wow. Yeah. 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 That, is in, that is incredible. I think we've got. He's, a, he's from the academy, though, so it's kind of. Yeah, I think we've got one thing that we can be sure of that that isn't going to happen is is that there's not going to be a want in that game. You know, I know like North London derbies, it's always, you know, there's never, there's always people with effort, but with this, I now feel with people like Bentaleb, Masons, Canes, um, the Rose, Townsend of the world, you know, I'd rather Townsend start than Lamella, you know, for me, that's, that's saying something. They actually understand what Yeah, and I think that, that adds even to it, and that's why the victory would be even sweeter as well, to have those guys in that starting lineup. But Bardi did a very good stat about how we're the fifth dirtiest team in Europe. Yeah, boy, the dirtiest good. team in England. Bardi bringing the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping the fucking knowledge. Yeah, we're dirty bungled, man. <laughs> no. I can't remember who's, who's fourth, third or second, but do you know who the first team is? The dirtiest team? Lazio. In Europe. Lazio. 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 Oh, the stabbers, oh. they're, they're, the, they're the dirtiest team. That sounds about right, but I like that. I like yeah. the fact... Fifth in Europe? Yeah. yeah. I, I like the fact that that's the case. Have they oh. off yet? Well, it's worked out. Yellow card you get, you want, no, you get one point per foul, oh, yeah, yeah. three points for yellow, and maybe five for a red. We're we're fifth. We I don't, the fouls around. I don't think we're being dirty. I think that given the way Pochettino has set us up to harry press and and get stuck in competitive. Yeah, to be competitive, and who gives a shit? But, but it's also quite clever. We've mentioned before about Mason how he got Benteke sent off against Villa, and it's it's intelligent. Maybe it's intelligent fouling when the when the opposition are breaking on you, you give away a cheap little. Foul in their in their in their half. You're not even going to get booked for it. You just but you break up the play and you let you stop us from getting attacked. I think, and I've said that for years about a Tottenham team. It's I really wish that sometimes we would. That's amazed me that stat because I've been saying that there's times when you have to get nasty. You know, if you are getting, you know, especially if you're being if you're being beat by quite a few goals. Like I said, my old man always used to say you never and he played to quite a decent standard. But if you're losing three, four nil, you should never come off a pitch with less than like five bookings, because you, <laughs> you should be. You start, you're either fucked off and you're going through, you know, going through people as he called it. But you know, and you and you're trying to make put a sea change, trying to change the attitude of the game. You know, and, and that's something that we've been been missing. I think, like I said, with Mason is a, a good example, but it's it's something that we do need. In the last game against West Brom, we had four shots on goal and we scored three. Chelsea, I think it was five from eight. Mm. And we'll need that on Saturday. We can't yeah. afford to miss chance after chance after chance because Arsenal are Arsenal. So it's important that we're economical with our shots on goal, that we make it all count. 
Well, I was going to I was going to mention about the fouling thing. It brings back two two vivid memories to me that that Henri goal where he scored that he scored that really good goal against us at Highbury. Where I don't know if you remember, he cut in front of Effrington, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Effrington didn't bring him down. Could you see that happening now? I no. would, uh, Mason would. Yeah, that's Mason an excellent would, point. Yeah. Mason would take him out. And the other thing is, with those, those days when we were desperate for Europe, and um, we were in the fair play pot. <laughs> Do you remember that <laughs> yeah. to get a qualifying spot? Those are two moments where I think it's really good. Just think of where we are now. We're not having to watch a, a women's international football match to see a fair play draw <laughs> on the hope that we'd fucking yeah. qualify for the UEFA Cup. One then. of the features they did on this... Uh, <laughs> one of the features they did on the um, on this Ball Street uh, programme earlier was where do you think we'd finish in the in, in the league this season? If they, they, they did a top four... And I put myself... Uh, uh, myself. Shit. Fuck it. Let's us not give it away. <laughs> I put Tottenham Hotspur, the club that I support... Uh, I think you're taking this dictatorship too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, I'm going to start telling Pochettino where, who to play. But uh, no, uh, I put them... Uh, third. I, I thought... I actually genuinely think we can finish third. I've said fourth the other week and I stick by it. Do you, do you feel confident in the same way I do? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident might not be the word, but I'm... Hopeful. I'm utterly convinced Optimistic. that we can yeah. do it. Yeah, a lot was made about um, our squad and that we're improving and we're almost peaking at the right time. You know, um, <clears throat> a lot's been made about Southampton. Will they fall away? They obviously lost yesterday, but game on game we're learning and we're getting better. And you've got people like Paulinho is much maligned, and he's coming back and he's actually get, he's actually doing all right. Yeah, I mean, he's doing right. Get Sheffield United. He sat too deep and he invited pressure. Maybe he was told to do that, but. Got people like Dembele, he's almost having a fresh start. And as the season goes on, there may be other players who have a fresh start too. I think, it's, I think the fact that we're improving, we can finish. Do you think um, also the fact that we played nine games in January, and that can't be underestimated, the toll that that takes. Oh, this Arsenal month's going to be massive. Three games. Well. Arsenal played three. Three. So that's three against well, this, our nine. This so, month's going to be massive as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do you think we'll line up? Uh, um, I, I, the, the question is going to be whether or not we um, whether we opt to play Lamella or uh, or, or Chadley who, I, because I don't know Chad, Lamella is decent but I think maybe Chadley will offer us a little bit more the other way. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting actually is this: um, the, we put down the run run or the big decisions about who's going to play where, and we've got Rose and Davies. Both of those could play Fazio and Dyer. Dembele, Chadley, Lamella and Townsend. All of those, I mean, if any of those started, you wouldn't be too upset. But I think the question isn't Dembele. Or, I think Dembele will play. I think we'll play. Really? Mm. We'll play two kind of central midfielders, whether it's Stambouli, Bentaleb, alongside Mason. And then Dembele. And then the question is whether or not we play Chadley or Lamella alongside Eriksen and then with Kane through the middle. Yeah. But, I mean, I would say Townsend should, should play. I mean, we've got Lamella, Townsend. Here, you know, between, choosing between the two, and if it was a choice between those two, I think I would go Townsend for this one. I think Chadley's more likely to get you a goal, yep. so from that point of view, I would probably play him. He seemed alright when he came on against West Brom, um, and obviously he's gone through a bereavement. But I think we'd want to pick a team who has goals in it. Townsend could obviously take a penalty, but I think because a lot he, last season we had a go at him for shooting too much. I think he had the most shots in the league without scoring. This season he hardly takes these pot shots. Yeah. Mm. It's very very occasional. So I'll probably go with maybe Townsend, Chadley, Fazio, and Dave, and Rose because yeah. he obviously loves Rose. 
to so, pieces. Like, so who, exactly would be, who would be your your front your front three? Someone? Who would it be? Hang on. So without well, Kane, behind so, Kane, you mean? Yeah, behind, behind Kane. Kane. So be Ericsson, so Chadley, Ericsson, Townsend. Same. Really? Same. So you dropped Dembele. Well, Dembele's come off injured in his last two games, hasn't yeah. he? He's never finished in 90 minutes in his career. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's difficult. With Dembele, it's good with those bigger games as well, and he tends to play better in the bigger games. I think being able to hold possession and being able to, to give us a break if there is if we are under the cosh slightly, it might be important. Yeah. Actually, he had 100% pass completion in the attacking third, so that might be something that keeps yeah, him in that's true, before yeah. the next game. Most people will want to see Ericsson, Chadley and Lamella. I think that, that, that seems the most, the most obvious uh, three. Ericsson, who and Lamella? Ericsson, Chadley, and uh, so there's uh, Chadley on the left, Ericsson in the middle, and then Lamella on the right. Behind what? Kane, but then you're, you're just sacrificing another kind of central midfielder. And I, well, I no, think then you have, you'd have Ben Sullivan Mason in midfield. I'd want to eliminate as many opportunities for us to fuck up in our own 18 yard box as possible against the scum because we might not have enough chances to come back from it, which means Lamella can't play. I can't believe one, I've yeah. just said that because I love him. I know, but yeah. No, but it's not. The, it's not that you don't love him. It's just that you you got. To but really, you sign a player for thirty million. These no, are the no, games no, that you want you him pick, in. You, and you know what I mean? No, but it's a, it's a question about picking the right players for the yeah. right situation. And maybe I personally, I, I think we need three. We need to play three central midfielders. And even if we play, I know it's quite negative. But Bentaleb, Mason, and um, and Stambouli play the three. Wow. Not at home. Play the three. Not at home. That would leave nothing up front. Play the three of them, and then you play Kane and off Kane, Eriksson and Lamella or Eriksson and Chadley. <sighs> because you, the, the Arsenal, Arsenal aren't very good, but where they can hurt you is when they get the ball. If you press them and deny them getting the ball, I think those three might have better Yeah, success. I think that's, point, that's yeah. a good point, because yeah. Ozil softly back and form scored yesterday. Ozil doesn't and run he can, No, but he can get in between the gaps between midfield and defence. And if you choke and the he, area. And if you choke the area, right, then maybe you cut, cut his supply off. And so Billy will put his foot in, and like I said, and it's, it's, there's a bit more of grit to it, and yeah... So basically, what, what we're saying is Pochettino needs to know more than we do. <laughs> yeah. And what we said in the first half is that he probably does. Yeah. So let's just I think try that the conversation's probably just summed that up <laughs> beautifully. Let's never review a game again. We don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is, there's four of us here, and all four of us have got a different opinion. But, you know, we're, we're talking about it in a sensible, adult-like way. We're not fucking telling each other, you're a cunt, no, you're a cunt, no, you're a cunt. No, also, we're all quite positive about what we're saying as well, which is kind of a rare position to be in. Like, we're all saying that we've got all these different tactics, different formations that might work, different players, multiple players in different positions. This is a weird position for us to be in, to be able to talk like this. Uh, the position we're in in general. I mean, three points off third at the minute. After playing nine games, I can't stress this, I'm up nine games in a month. In January is an insane amount of football to yeah. play. But then, you know, we've got we've got Liverpool three, four days after that as well. I don't so, care. No, I but just what, want to be Arsenal. Well, yeah. obviously, obviously, I want to be Arsenal too, but we've got, we've got Liverpool and then we've got West Ham a couple of weeks after. So we've got teams in and around us, three, game, three league games in a row. Yes. So it's important that we balance the team right and that we get positive results in all the games. But what, what we're forgetting here is the po- Pochettino and Levy masterstroke that we're going to be up against Kabul when he's going to go to West Ham <laughs> and we're going to be playing a West Ham defence which is led by Kabul and possibly Winston Reed. You know, and and, and someone who got fucking ass fucked against Liverpool they're last gonna, week. They're going to roll over for us. Is that a big of me? Yeah. Felt like one. But this, this, this uh, is our chance. We've got teams that are in and around us. We've been in this position before. You know, we know that famous season, you know, Arsenal and Chelsea, and we, and we did it in that time. If, if we want to be able to do this, then that, we have to beat them. It's a lot of fun. After playing such a... Uh, having a busy January and then, then having to play Arsenal and Liverpool 
at home in... Is it, well, this is almost just as busy... Sorry, we're away. So it, we, we, we've kind of... We've got. See, it hasn't ended well. I mean, it ended well in us winning, but it hasn't ended well in the amount of games we've had to play. And now we've got to play Arsenal and Liverpool. It's going to be tough. And even if these two results don't go the way that we expect them to, or hope that they do, it's not the end of the world. Because actually, come the end of February, when everything pans out a little bit, and we think now we can play a game a week as opposed to game three games a week. Well, this is key. I mean, this month is you know we've got. Is it six games before the final? And then Fiorentina three days before. Three days before, yeah. you know. Look, this is this is this is huge. This is this is the, this is our season, February. Mm. You know, and you know you wouldn't have any other way. This is what this is what it's all about. Well, I'm sure the players would rather have more games and less games. I mean, we all didn't want us to lose against Leicester. We did, but it gives us a week off in February. Maybe recharge a little bit and then mm. push on for a tough period. Yeah, it I mean, might become a blessing in disguise. Well, I don't want to ever say those words. No, I'm but just... you know what I mean. It's it's hard after that. I, mean, I had a huge argument with my missus after that because she came upstairs. I had to listen to it on the radio, and she just came upstairs and she just poked her head in when she heard that Leicester had gone two one up. And I was like, "You might as well get your mum's love." Because <laughs> uh, yeah, there's living. So you have to. But the fist of fury to... is coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's either the wall or your face. <laughs> I'd, I'd never do that, darling. Um, but yeah, but you have to, like I said, and then everyone's furious and the melt, Twitter meltdown goes on. You have to try and take the positives out of it, and hopefully it might mean that it is a blessing. There's been a big transfer at Spurs. Has there? Yeah. What? Jordan Archer has gone to Millwall on loan. <laughs> <laughs> International transfer. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the next five games after the Liverpool game are Fiorentina at home, uh, West Ham at home as well, Fiorentina away. And obviously we've got Chelsea in the final and then QPR away. Uh, is that the whole of February? No, it's just QPR, QPR's March. Seventh yeah. of March. So hang on, so we've got four games after after Liverpool. Well Chelsea yeah. is technically March as well, isn't it? It's the first of March. Yeah. Oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. This yeah. is the, this is what most people's football calendar is like. Hmm. So it's expensive for people who are going to every game as well. I mean, yeah. my mate's got about yeah, the price coming off his credit card for the for the final alone. And he's probably going to most of these games too, so mm. it's quite an expensive time. But then, you know, I guess it's why those Spurs are... The thing with having a lot of games, if you have a bad result, you've got another game around the corner. We played Leicester, we lost, we, bout, we were bounced back to a degree against Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. And then we played West Brom, got a good result going into the big London, London, North London derby. We're much more confident than you than it potentially could have been yeah. if we hadn't been played against Man, uh, sorry, Sheffield United. So sometimes, as you say, games are useful things to have. Do you think before the end of the season we'll see someone who's not a striker play as a striker? Yeah, because... Because... Go on. Well, if, if, we, if we manage to get rid of Vadi Bayor, I don't, that's a massive if, then having two strikers isn't enough. It's not enough. I can see someone like Dan Bello Lamella playing up top. I can see, oh, I can see Lamella doing it. Um, Adi Bayor's not going anywhere. He's Dem- at home with his phone Dem- switched Dem- completely off right Dem- now. Dem- <laughs> yeah, just not answering his phone. Yeah. His agent's going crazy. He sat there in Canary Wharf with, with Okoto. Yeah, playing FIFA and with phones off. I'd imagine Dembele would be able. The only kind of forward role he'd be able to play if he was playing completely up top would be a false nine. Is that right? Well, it's a better. <laughs> Dembele used to be a striker. Yeah. striker. Yeah. Exactly. People Back keep saying that, but it wasn't any good. Well, and he's well, that's what place. got him the move to the Premier League. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> 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 I said that without any conviction because I never saw it. So yeah, <laughs> better than the Van Hall actually. So yeah. That really hurt then, that hard. I can't get out of No, but you're, you're right. Um, thanks, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I mean, we've alluded predictions, to... Predictions, predictions, predictions. All right, so. predictions for Arsenal. We will win... We will declare at 11. <laughs> nice. I think Spurs are going to win 3-1. Three, 3-1. Three, 
One nil. Four two. Four two. I think yeah, there will be goals in this. Definitely be a lot. Of what about the game after? Liverpool. Uh, I, I'm less confident. A nil nil draw. Me and you in particular have a huge. I hate Liverpool. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We, it'll be two one. I don't know whether it's going to be to us or be to them, but it'll be tight. And it'll be uh, a late goal. Who are they playing at the weekend? They've got a derby too. Everything. Yeah. My only vote of Liverpool is just pace. That derby's nonsense. It ain't a real derby. We never do well against pace in in general, I don't think. And that's damage is bad too, so. Yeah, exactly. I I, I worry about Liverpool, but I almost hate it too much. It doesn't matter. I'm not worried about them. It's so close to the North London derby. And all your. All your. your, um, Yeah, excellent that. Yeah, let's all cross that bridge when we come to it. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Just imagine the glory. You beat Arsenal. Beat Liverpool yeah. and then decent result against Fiorentina. Yep. Do West Ham. We've got to do and West Ham. And then you just, it's just building, it's building for that fucking climax against Chelsea. You, you can smell it. Like, like, look at Flav's eyes. He can see just a little twitch there. Like <laughs> I, said, I said earlier on that if we beat Chelsea in that final, it's going to be the, either the best or the worst podcast ever the following day. It's going to be like a complete. It's the following show. day. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's Sunday, isn't it? Oh my God. It's going to be a shell of a human yeah. being. Yeah. Yeah. Are we know, maybe we'll put it back a day. Just <laughs> yeah, we'll probably put it back a day. The people that download the podcast, I think they'll accept the fact that we won't be in any kind of position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we win? <laughs> if we lose, uh, everyone goes home to bed, you know. Yeah, goes home to bed and goes, goes straight to bed and doesn't do anything bad. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> But, but <laughs> if we win... I probably will, won't see the dark. I will wake up, or I'll leave home and it'll be daylight. <laughs> I'll be off my tits, basically. Yeah, I can see a little mind like, working I, I, through, like, planning it already, I, what it's going to be. I've already booked the following day off work. Yeah, so me too. I'm yeah. waiting to see. If I get a ticket, I'm booking it. I've got two days. Fuck that shit. Book the day off, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it, I'm not going to book anything. If we, res- if, if we win, I'm going to resign. <laughs> take it back. Gonna get a tattoo take it back. I make predictions. It's all right. No, no, I didn't have to get a tattoo, back. did I? This is serious. Take but, it back. All right. Well, Do you remember I'm, what I'm we said? Gonna, obviously, I'm not going to resign. Well, then don't say it. I'm just worried about you. Look at T. T. Was just like, yeah, go on, keep making those problems. <laughs> I can't remember it. I didn't have to get the tattoo. I said I spoke to you on the phone after the semi-final. And I was just really disappointed that you didn't have to get a tat. And I said, if we beat Chelsea, then I'll get one as well. Do you, <laughs> do you, do you want to do that? that? I'll do it. If we, yeah? beat, if we beat Chelsea, I will get a fighting cocktail. <laughs> wow. Do you know what? I'll do it, I, I promise. I'm not with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to enjoy you getting that tattoo. I'm, I'll, I'll, uh, I did say on the phone that I would do it, but now I'm backtracking. Yeah. It'll just mean that we will win, then. That's, oh, that's my thinking. Would you do it, generally? Yeah. Alright, wicked. That's so That'll get, piss that's her off so much. Would it? Yeah. On your ass. Glorious, yeah. On your face. You should get on the top of the head. We're getting like a, a carding cup teardrop. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. So Wayne style. We've had the, uh, the, the. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the um, transfer deadline day, and nothing's happened other than Jordan Archer going off to where is it? Millwall. Millwall. They've had a duo go to Luton, Sanupe go to, go to um, St. Mirren. So young players that you'd expect to go out on loan. That's what I thought. I thought, I thought the um, Wendy will have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the um, the loan window was a bit was open a bit longer than the anyway. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is. an emergency so, loan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's not much going to happen. Well, the good. thing is we can't talk about it much. So um, well, we, we virtually it's kind of 
virtually agree that we've signed Delhi Delhi Ali. Yeah, Delhi Ali is uh, the young player from MK Don, six yeah. foot two, eighteen. He's only he's played sixty first team games. I might have been seventy four if you include cup cup con- I think it's seventy four. Seventy four, yeah. yeah, in all, all competitions, he's got twenty goals from midfield. It's hard to gauge, isn't it? When as an eighteen-year-old in yeah. professional football, that's impressive. A lot of people, if the right people, have been saying the right things about him. I've looked up. I mean, I haven't seen him play. I must admit, but um, but when you hear, you know, decent people in terms of punditry, apparently he nice had a very good game against Man United when MK Dons did, did them. But how, how does everyone? How does everyone? And so were scouts from Bayern Munich, apparently, in that mm-hmm. same game. But how, how does everyone feel about us buying from MK Dons? Well, well I. I, I I think ethically. ethically, well, I was going to talk first of all about Deli Ali. That I listened to um, Carl Robinson talking about him, and he couldn't mention Spurs as an actual as the club who was buying him. Hmm. But he virtually said it's done, and he's going to train one or two days with us. So he's going to be with them, and then one or two days, according to where MK Dons are playing, he'll come to Spurs and train with us. And he was full of praise of him. He said he's got the right attitude. He's got the right build. He's got the right makeup, and he scored a goal the other day. He won a tackle in next to his box, and ten seconds later, he'd sprinted all the way up the up the pitch and scored a goal, which is the kind of energy maybe we've lacked for a while. So he's scored plenty of goals then. So is that it's like a box to box type of He's, not, he's a deep line midfielder, right? But he's, he's more. They reckon he's more in the Gerard mode because he's got like the the physical the physical attributes. Was already. this? Was this? What, who was it, mate? He was saying this is Carl Robinson. Yeah, he was. was Carl Robinson was talking about him next to Gerard. Yeah, this is his scouser. And <laughs> why would you call him a round-headed cunt? <laughs> <laughs> I called I called him a round-headed pleb. pleb. But the thing is, he's had. There's been plenty of offers from northern teams, but he's he's rejected them all because I don't know whether he wants to stay southwards. Yeah, but he wants. To no come one to wants to go north. Yeah, exactly. but you have to go north. You've got to eat. But my. <laughs> but if you don't have, to, if you can eat down south, you can eat down south. <laughs> but my, there's plenty of plates going around. My other in the north, there's <laughs> fuck all going up there. There's like they eat from so the hand. They no, eat no, at, at best, they eat, they eat from those you know kebab kind of polystyrene things. The ones that never degrade. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just do just it just let him roll. He's like that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't afford. I'm, I'm, my goal is to insult every region of England. Yeah. I've done Yorkshire and the West Country. But I was thinking about the whole. MK thing that this could be just a brilliant PR stunt by Spurs you sign an MK up and coming wonder kid he turns out to be pretty good and all of a sudden all of us turn around and go you know what maybe MK is not such a bad place and we're quite happy to spend a year there Oh, fuck me! Could be. I didn't know where that was going. Yeah, you dropped that bomb. No, no, no. I'm not I saying. I'm saying this is, a, this is a PR. <laughs> this could be a PR stunt. No? no, wasn't that what you were getting at? No, but that oh, was. Okay. That, I should have. <laughs> no, no, that, that was that was much deeper than I went. As mate, I roll deep. I'm going to try and forget what what he just said. But um, <laughs> what was my point? Yeah, our, our <laughs> academy. Our academy being what it is, we've got approaching half a dozen players who. Probably have had a first team appearance this season, whether it's a sub or starting a game. And I think people are starting to start to take notice that, you know, we do promote young players yep. who come through our academy and maybe that's how Ali sees it. He sees us as a team who does promote young talent and Pochettino is someone who's almost become known for doing so. So I think maybe maybe this is the way we're gonna go. In two thousand and five we signed Lennon, we signed Huddleston and a few other players of a similar age I'll probably forget now. Jonas was Reed? What Dawson? Yeah, but English English talent. Yeah, but we we signed young English talent, and now we're almost going back to doing that. Now mm. we're we're either producing our own or buying. Yeah, our no, no, T's right. We did almost become a place where we'd sign youth, and it, they would just get lost. Yeah. Bostock, Lee Lee Mills was it a centre back, 
And then you got the Spanish guys, mm. Falcao, Ceballos. We had Bell. But the, Bale was a bit different because we did spend 10 million on him. Yeah, but well, he's young. Five, five, five. Sorry. He was young, five. well, young talent for an English team. So. Yeah. yeah. But, but we did, we did we, lose The them. difference between us now is that it doesn't seem to be any gimmicks behind what we're trying to do. We have Paul Mitchell from Southampton. With his black box. With his black box. We've got Pochettino, who obviously was influential in bringing Paul Mitchell in. There's no... It's not just a coincidence yeah, they came from the same club. There seems to be an absolute deliberate uh, plan. Every decision that's made is deliberate in 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 our transfer policy now. And I don't think that this Delhi Ali is any different. Is that right? Yeah. Delhi Ali is different. It's interesting that stupid, stupid name. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ali Bola. Delhi Bola. I better not be a Bola. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ian McIntosh made the point that um, that when I mean I think he must have been in the media scrum and AVB was being interviewed and he always said AVB was a bit of a flaky person, someone who's easily easily ruffled, and Pochettino is someone who just has no scruples, straight down the line, and they, and I think this this um, this is a good sign of Pochettino maybe lasted longer than AVB did in the sense that he doesn't give anything away, he doesn't say anything silly to the media by and large. Yeah. He just always plays straight down the line, and that's another good sign in where our club are going. He's Argentinian, it's South American, they're fucking stubborn. They're not like these flaky Portuguese. Does he miss a lift to the podcast? Well, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to apologise to her on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're from Italy, right? You've got nothing to do with South America. I, but no, you're, you're, you're I'm very in... passionate towards it. It's a beautiful place, and I'm very. Yeah, you know, I'm not patriotic because I'm not from there, but I have a lot of time for South American football and. and and their personalities. So apart from the Brazilians, I've never really taken to Brazilians. Don't like them. Paulinho, <laughs> 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 too flaky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we've got. One, we've only got one question today. Well, there's two actually. There, there is two, two, but I'm not going to do the first one. <laughs> so uh, don't fuck with my shit, Dave. Right? I'm the host here. <laughs> You're a guest. <laughs> oh, oh, knock sh- him out. out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't mean that at all. T is my right hand man. Uh, it, it, there's no denying that. And I, I, I just said it for a comedy. Don't, don't look at me. T, I'm terrible. so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> just ask the question. All right. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> uh, we only doing one question because we don't have time. Okay, go on. But <laughs> Jamie Watts from Facebook asks, do you think Paulinho could finally be getting to grips with the Premier League or does he have a future at Spurs <laughs> given his in- increased game time lately? Go on, buddy. Tap this one. I, I, think he, I think he doesn't have a future because it won't, it won't happen for him and we'll end up selling him. But I think he should be given a chance to have a future because you can see he's developing and he's improving. And he's not, he, he's not this fucking terrible abyss of a player that, that just goes missing and things go wrong he around him. He is an abyss. He's <laughs> not, he's not. But abyss is a brilliant way to describe it. I was just waiting for him to say, I want him to say running forward. A black hole. <laughs> he does offer us something. <laughs> Come on, say it. He does offer us something different. And the chaos factor. I would, I, I've said I'd prefer Paulinho in our midfield to Holtby all day. I prefer Paulinho to, to Sandro, and I'm quite happy that he's part of our team. He's not a £60 million pound player, and unfortunately that price tag got put on him, just the same as Lamella's not £30 million. Pounds. Yeah. And as we've seen, Soldado's not 26. Unfortunately, you're, you're killing him on his price tag, but he is a decent, average player who's OK for us. I, to be fair, I feel better about him now than I did a month ago. Yeah. And I think he's... He has done okay since he's come in, and Pochettino believes in him. 
enough to get him off the bench and do a job. And if he believes in him, then I believe in him. Look at what Pochettino's done to Danny Rose. Um, a year ago, all of us wanted to wanted Danny Rose gone. Now, all of a sudden... You the, did. I didn't. Oh, T, you were not gone as well. Yeah, I, said, well, I said there was a player in there. No. <laughs> I, said about, I said about Norton. <laughs> Listen back. There was a geezer who, who emailed us in at the time. He said Johnny Sessions said that he wants to throw Watts at exactly. him until he dies. Yeah. Which yeah. is ages. <laughs> you couldn't kill a man. Like, oh, <laughs> hated, though. So you, you hated that much. You're sitting there and it would be well boring, but throwing Watts at him until he starves. I was yeah. on that pod and, and T nodded along to that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that vividly. So if you can see what Danny Rose... When you, when you take it to like the basic level, Danny Rose isn't the greatest player, but under Pochettino, listening to him, he's become good. Paulinho starts at a higher level. If he listens to Pochettino, he'll be a decent player and he'll be good for us. I think it's all shop window, him. He's increased playing time lately, to be mm. honest. Um, but, Such a cynical man. Mm. Well, yeah, got to be, haven't you? But he did play... I mean, on Saturday, he didn't play badly. I mean, I mean the stats tell he had a very high pass. It didn't, didn't really give the ball away or anything. Won the but, ball back a lot as well. But, yeah, I just don't see... I don't see a successful Spurs team with him starting in it. No. No, I don't think... Not he's... a second-minute sub, appearance money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not energetic enough. I, mean, when I, felt, I, thought, I really thought he was going to be, from what I'd seen, as a lot more box-to-box than he is. Everything is, seems to be at like kind of three-quarter pace. And I, I've asked, like I said, I think increased playing time might be a sign that of, of a bit more trust, or like T says, it might be shop window stuff, but... I don't think he'll be an I think our players that are in the attacking third have to hurt teams. He doesn't really hurt teams anymore. Yeah, he, he keeps possession. He, he recycles possession, which is fine. But, you know, just, just like Dembele, you need to be getting assists, getting goals, really hurting teams, and he doesn't do that. And Dembele is someone who's, as the games go by, he's making more of an impact. I mean, the, the run for... Um, to get the free kick for Ericsson's free kick. That was a very good run. Um, even the assist for Harry Kane, he took on three, four... He got the ball deep by the centre circle. He took on three, four players, advanced towards the 18-yard box, lays it off. That's what we want to see. But it's, that's taken Dembele three years to get there. Paulinho <laughs> well, arrived... third manager as well. Paulinho, Paulinho arrived at a moment where we'd lost our key player. We had AVB for a couple of months, and then we had the whole Sherwood thing, and now we've had a new manager. So, you know... It hasn't, it hasn't been like an easy time for him to settle either. There's six oh, other he, players who had that though. But and well, how I don't many get are... where you're coming from. What you're doing? <laughs> like, I get, I get like the joke about you defending Paulinho, but now it seems like you actually believe in your own shit. No, I, I don't There's know. six other players who sat at the same time as him. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the question comes in if you, if you go and name. But the thing is, I just don't. I'm sorry, no, I, just, no. I just get really upset by the way people just like. Just destroying him. Why him though? <laughs> like we can destroy everyone else, but why are you defending him? What is it about I, I, him? Where is it, where did this come from? Tell me, please. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe, is it that one? I think maybe there was someone in my childhood that looked looked like Paulinho <laughs> and he was nice to me. I don't know. What's maybe it to I, Jackson? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. My, my love for the Jackson Five is. Maybe that's what I it think is. there's an inconsistency. <laughs> I think what you, I think probably where you're coming from there's an inconsistency yeah. in the criticism that uh, some of our players get. You know, like Fazio yeah. was almost being written off after two games, yeah. and yeah. now you know yeah. again he's, he's, he's look becoming at the part patience of that team. Soldado gets exactly yeah. compared to the patience Paulinho. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not yeah. I'm not here beating a Paulinho band. He's he's terrible. He will never be a successful. <laughs> but he has a role for us, and I think it's been a slightly. It's been a bit unfair how he's been treated. Before we end the podcast, um, I want to know what you feel about Fazio. Because I, I really like him. I'm yeah. starting to fall in love with him. No, I don't go that far. But Genuinely. Was, was it the Lloris thing at Palace where he just shoved the player over or was it something... 
I just, I, no, he just, I just think he's much better than I thought he was. I thought we'd signed a bit of a donkey. Okay. He's got, he's got a bit of spite in him. He's got, there's, you know, there's something, something a bit more about him other than just being a nice. We've got too many nice guys. We need to have people with a bit of edge, and he's got it. But there is that throughout the squad now, I think. Yeah, now, but yeah. like I said, it's something that we haven't had for a while. There was a question that Windy tried to squeeze into the running order, and it was about Paul Dummett, about he was, wasn't was playing, so he went to watch Newcastle away, and he was in yeah. the whole ground, and he was just like, which Spurs player would you think would turn up in uh, in the park lane end? And I think Fazio. I think he's got that kind of demeanour where he really does care, and he's like a fan, and he's, and he's a tough Flan- bastard Flanagan as well. did that at Liverpool as well, Liverpool yeah. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, you reckon he'd be one of the ones? Yeah, that... if I was going to get in trouble, if I was in, if, if I had a problem, and I had to call somebody, I'd call Fazio. Well, you saw how he dealt with that rat, uh, Costa. Yep. I just punched him in the chest. Yep. And we've. Is that you going to scrape? Yeah. Me yeah. I like that. I like shit like and that. And Fraser Campbell. Yeah. Was it Fraser Campbell was or Punch? I think it was Gale. Was oh, Gale? Yeah. He's yeah. a fucking cunt. He's a prick. Who? Hey. Dwight uh, Gale. He stamped on. which kind of jumped onto Loris's head. Weird. Urchin goblin thing. Oh, I'll tell you, he's called against Liverpool, but he's a fucking cunt. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. That's <laughs> an excellent way to end the podcast. Uh, thank you, guys, uh, for once again coming along. Uh, I've had a good time, actually. Been, it's That's a lot of football. Have we mentioned football. wanking at all? Uh, not, not once, but we, <laughs> we did our season quota last, <laughs> yeah, last, last week. week. Yeah. And uh, as funny as it was, not to everyone's tastes, as um, Jism usually isn't. <laughs> Jism. You don't call cum. No, I just like that word. <laughs> Jism. Okay, uh, that's it. Um, we've got a free app to download. You can download it on Android and um, iOS. iOS. We've got eighteen eighty two on Monday night against Man United. If you want to support the young players, and what we didn't say, actually, we did say a little bit actually about how the young players really appreciated the support we gave them and their parents did and yeah, it's a really great thing to belong to so come down five five pounds is five pounds on a Monday night having a great laugh at Spurs and the website is 1882.org.uk if you want any updates on 1882 just check that site yep. or our Twitter account I love the shirt or on Facebook facebook.com forward slash the fighting cock yep absolutely and uh, the fanzine is still for sale we've got about 200 left of fanzine free about 20 left of fanzine 2 if I haven't got 2 or 3 I might give you some money you can put them in a post <laughs> yep <laughs> be careful though Flav might just send out an empty envelope again <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we got this we got this we got this email for, oh no it's a, it's a tweet yeah. from a guy in America said I'm a bit confused uh, <laughs> Got an envelope, but nothing in it. And I was like, no, can I, have sent, <laughs> can I have sent an empty envelope out? And given the amount of... Actually, I don't want to talk about this too much. But given the... We've had a couple of complaints about people receiving the wrong issues. I'm not a distribution company. <laughs> right? uh, I'm, doing I'm just my a man I'm just a in man. a flat. With a label yeah. machine. <laughs> with a label machine, exactly. With his own system of understanding what people want. Yeah. And sometimes what I think people want isn't what they want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that pretty much sums up my life. <laughs> I don't really get people. So, um, anyway, buy the fanzine. There's still some left. There's about We've got about a million left of the first issue still but the, the second two are running out so if you want to get them get them this fightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop and this has been the Fighting Cock podcast the greatest podcast on earth <laughs> better than Joe Rogan <laughs> I think Basic. Sports Social
Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.